Hey, I'm Zach, and I've never seen Top Gun. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Fine, I'll Watch It. As always, my name is Adam. I'm Johnny. And this is the podcast where we show somebody, anybody, sometimes multiple people, a film they've never seen before, but they absolutely should have. As you may have noticed, we are without Bridget this week. Uh, she sends along her regards, but she was unable to make this episode, which is almost kind of perfect, because we have our first all-male podcast for the most testosterone-filled man movie of 1986, Top Gun. Uh, Zach, you mentioned up top that you have not seen Top Gun. Uh, you've been on the show before, so welcome back. Thank you, thank you. So we are here, as I said, to talk about the 1986 movie Top Gun. I want to get your feelings on this, Zach, uh, because I feel like this is a movie that you definitely should have seen. I'm honestly really surprised you haven't seen it. So I want to get your baseline uh, for what you know about the movie, and then we can kind of springboard off from there and maybe talk about some of the actors, the director. I'm not sure if you know either of those going in. Uh, but we'll try not to spoil anything for you. So what do you know about Top Gun? I don't know much. I've only seen it, like, heard of it referenced in popular culture, Wedding Crashers. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just random. The fact that you said it's the most testosterone-driven movie of 1986. I mean, I, that's hyperbole. I have no idea what else came out <laughs> of 1986. But... Well, that moved my gear a little bit. It's... RPMs got a little higher off that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's widely regarded as, like, the ultimate man's man kind of movie, right? Right. Like, I feel like that's how it's talked about. Um, so whether or not you'll feel that way or how that, I don't know. But again, I don't know. Remember what else came out in 1986. Like if there was a Predator movie, that's maybe more manly. I don't know. Yeah. Predator might be a touch more manly. <laughs> I'm grasping at straws here. Cause I, um. Already? <laughs> there, well, no, there's, there's just, just. Not even two minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing that I know about the movie that entices me. And that's probably why I haven't seen it. Uh, not impressed with Tom Cruise. I don't know. I don't have a really good reason. Okay, so I'm just not Tom thrilled. Tom Cruise is in it. Not thrilled to see him. I don't know. Mission Impossible. I don't know if I could sit through a Mission Impossible. The newer ones are really good. Yeah, really? Those have, those yeah. have their ups, or ups and downs. Particularly, I think, for the action scenes alone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the fact that he does all of those stunts is impressive enough. Not, like, yeah. you know, hanging out of an airplane. Like, now he wants to go to space in the new one. Like, he's just... He's all about that life. So even that alone is impressive. If you're not a, because you're not a CGI guy, like you're not a too many effects yeah. can ruin the the experience for you. Tom Cruise in the Mission Impossible at the very least does all his own stunts for the most part. I respect that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, Jurassic Park CGI, obviously. That's There's good. some really good examples. Terminator 2 CGI. But yeah. for the most part, I want to see something real. Well, well, you're you're going to get that. You're going to get a lot of that today. Yeah. Okay. So you're you're in for a treat. So not a Tom Cruise guy. Is there any films of his that you've seen that you like? This is this might be weird, but Vanilla Sky. No, I mean people like that movie. Okay. okay. <laughs> um. I, maybe uh, the one where he's part of this, like, uh, or he joins up with this. Um, they wear the gold masks and they do pornographic activities. Oh, eyes wide. Oh, shut. eyes wide shut. Yeah. yeah. So you like the weird Tom Cruise shit. Yeah. I would not have any pornographic activities with a fucking creature. All right, that's a reference <laughs> to District 9 <laughs> for big fans. Deep pull, okay. Yeah. All right, so yeah, weirder Tom Cruise. This isn't that. 
You know, I don't think this is this is like peak eighties Tom Cruise. Have do you see have you seen any of the eighties ones? Your Days of Thunder, your cocktail, your uh, Risky Business. Risky Business. I know he dances in his underwear with a broom. In Risky Business. Yeah. Okay. That's the slide across the the floor yep. in his socks. Yep. Again I'm grasping at straws. Okay. Does he do one where he's like a um an agent for athletes? That's uh yeah, that's show me Jerry the money. Maguire. Jerry Maguire. Okay, yeah. see, see I know some stuff. Okay. Did you like him in that movie? Yeah. You know how you're drawn to certain <clears throat> actors and actresses? I don't really have anything against him except for is he one of the big um Scientology people? Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's a, a check against him. But that's neither here nor there <laughs> right now. I don't think he was in nineteen eighty six, so if that helps you enjoy the movie <laughs> yeah. more, then you can go in it with that perspective. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm just, you know, I don't get excited to see a Tom Cruise movie. Okay. Uh, other okay. than that, what do I know? I know that they're fighter pilots. Okay. Are they really badass? I like badass stuff. I mean, that's up to interpretation, I yeah. guess. But, so we'll have to we'll have to circle back whether you think they're badass or not. Fighter pilots are definitely badass. So if these guys really sell it, okay. I heard something about the music. Oh, yeah. the Brid- Bridget's one piece that she wanted us to pass along is that the soundtrack is great. So get ready for that. A lot of, lot of absolute uh, bangers on that album, so... So I'll be listening for that. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I, I think it's one of the best-selling film soundtracks of all time. Yeah. I oh. might actually own it on vinyl downstairs. I'm that's, not. I'm not sure, but... That's I, pretty bitchin'. I'm pretty sure that yeah. I do. That's badass. <laughs> do, I don't have many movie soundtracks. If I do, they're ridiculous. <laughs> do they have Highway to the Danger Zone? Yeah. Why do I know that? Because it's a banger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I might know more than I think. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, too, is I, is I want to get your, your gauge on this in the after part, because I feel like there's a lot of catchphrases and things that are from this that you've almost certainly heard, like, you know, Highway to the Danger Zone, yeah. that have permeated popular culture and escaped this movie. Can I, uh, me not knowing much about this movie at all but I do know something that could be a potential spoiler. Do I save that then? I mean, we could talk. We've both seen it. We could talk about that. But for the listeners, it's okay? Yeah. I would I would assume most people who listen to this do so based on they've already seen the movie and they want to hear people talk about so it. So Ducky dies. <laughs> Why is someone named Ducky? No one's named Ducky. Yeah. That's 16 Candles or one I of those other... I think that's a land before time, dude. <laughs> Wait a minute. This, this, someone... Ducky does live in that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um... yeah, the nerdy friend in like Sixteen Candles or one of those Jake Ryan movies is uh, is named Ducky, and he lives through that movie too. But he doesn't get the girl in the end. Spoilers for that movie. Oh. So so who is the guy with the, a weak name for a fighter pilot? Oh well, we're not going to tell you since yeah. you don't actually right. know. We're not going to tell. Okay, you. that's yeah. fair. <laughs> We were on board discussing your one spoiler if you wanted to, but since you don't actually know, we're yeah, not going to say spoiler. <laughs> yeah, the thing you made up, not technically the spoiler. Okay. So we'll get to it in the end. I feel like you're close. I feel like you do know, but because you don't know the name, we don't want to correct that because then you'll be anticipating. Them. Yeah. If you guess it once the movie starts, fine. Okay. Yeah, um, you can just shout it out. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, it's this, this is Ducky. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna be looking we'll, for Ducky. Yeah, yeah, then we'll just chit chat beyond that. But uh, okay, yeah. So we won't we won't discuss many other aspects of this movie since you don't know a lot going in. I mean, you get the basic gist of it. They're they're pilots. They're good at it, and the soundtrack rips. So 
Okay. That's all you need to know going in, I guess. What about you, Johnny? What, what do you like about this movie? Or do you like this movie? What are your thoughts on Top well, Gun? Well, I won't say what, critically, what I think of the movie. I will say that I've only seen it maybe two or three times. Oh, wow. Fully. Yeah, no, okay. I have not. This is not one that I've watched a bunch. I know my parents had it on VHS. It was actually one they actually bought. That So I had, like, the actual art oh, on the box. Wow, and you had all of the minutes? <laughs> and I had all of the minutes. So I have seen the complete movie at least twice. Okay. Yeah, so I'm going... Kind of fresh into it. I do know more spoilers about this than Zach does. Like, that, that there's no one named Ducky in it. Um, I would hope you know more. Well, yeah, I'm seeing it. But also, I've se- there's movies I've seen that I've been on this podcast, have seen, basically were new to me. Same. That's kind of, I'm almost kind of there, but I know some of the major stuff. I know the two or three of the other songs that are on it that I can think of off the top of my head. I know other people, actors that are in it that we didn't mention outside of Tom Cruise. So, I won't say that to There's keep you... a pretty yours. blonde girl? There is. Yes, there is a pretty blonde girl. But at the top, we talked about how testosterone-filled this movie is, so there are other dudes yeah. in this, and well-known dudes. Yeah. And they're all after the pretty blonde girl? Not quite, yeah, uh, but we'll talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I again, like I'm excited. I... I'll just say I do remember liking it enough that I did see it twice or more, but mm-hmm. I don't think, again, it may have been like like 20 years ago I saw this movie. Oh, okay. Like a long time ago. So, wow. I'm excited. Nice. Yeah. What about you? I like this movie a lot. Okay. I don't, it's not like an every year kind of movie. Yeah. Like it doesn't reach that level, but I probably saw this a ton growing up because this is like... I mean, I don't know for, per se for my own dad, but this is like a dad movie. Oh, it's a total dad movie, yeah. Yeah, like this is 100% a dad movie. This is something that like, I feel like most sons were probably shown by their father or right. grandfather yeah. or uncle or something in that vein. Because it, again, it would have been a, a rah-rah macho type movie back in the 80s. So that would have carried through. And it's like, you know, dads love war movies. They love movies adjacent to war. They love tanks and planes and... You know, all yeah. sorts of things. So, like, this this fits. So, I probably saw this a bunch. Uh, this also would have been an absolute mainstay on, like, TBS, TNT. Like, yep. this was probably on every Memorial Day, 4th of July, Veterans Day, Labor Day. Like, this would have been any time they needed a movie marathon weekend with no original programming, this slotted in somehow. I think there's plenty of quotable lines. The soundtrack is great. All the actors in it are really good. Like, the characters are good. Oh, yeah, I, I just like this movie a lot, so I'm I'm excited to watch it. I'm excited for you to watch it because I do think you will like it. Hmm. I don't want to oversell it because that obviously changes perceptions and all that. And I know you mentioned to me the other day that you're you're kind of going in with low expectations, which is the right approach for a thing you've never seen before. But I quite enjoy this movie. Nice. Is it a war movie? You mentioned well, Jason. Well, because they're fighter pilots. Like, they're, yeah. you know, I, I don't know think was... they're in a conflict, oh, they're okay. like, per se, because it's the 80s and where they weren't in an active combat situation. But, you know, it's, it's you know, they're fighter jets. Like, it's, it's war adjacent because of that. Like, it's the military. And the military has a hand in it, and the military always, with movies, has to sign off on the use of real equipment. Like, this isn't science fiction. They're not using fake planes. Like, they're using... F-15s and Tomcats and other planes that I'm sure are real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that I don't know the name of because I'm not, I'm not like that person. The aeronautics, yeah. So. Were the planes legit? Oh, yeah. The planes are legit. This is like they needed naval approval on scripts and everything. Like this is 100% 
by the book. Same thing with the new one, which we'll get into later. You're going to see some real fighter jets. Okay, that's a positive. Yeah. So what are you hoping to get out of this? Now, you don't know a ton about it. You're going in with kind of low expectations. What do you what do you think, based on what you know and what we've said, that your takeaways are going to be from this? Is there anything you're excited about seeing, since Tom Cruise doesn't really do it for you? <laughs> well, I feel like a broken record, but I got to be true to myself. I like something intense that's going to make me be like, whoa. Yeah, you're a big horror guy. We've had you on for, for horror stuff. Sci-fi. love sci-fi. Okay. I can get into war movies, especially if they're done well, because a, a war will make you say, whoa, holy crap. Mm-hmm. So right. if it's done well, then it should make you feel that way. So we'll see. That's what I'm looking for. You know, if I'm kind of getting bored with endless action sequences where they went James Bond or whoever Mission Impossible guy is. Yeah. Ethan Hunt. When they're just <laughs> narrowly, like, missing every possible death, like, one after another, and it's just, like, it becomes so improbable that you lose me. That's not the type of action I want to see. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Okay. I'm big on uh, suspending my disbelief. I've got to believe this. So, we'll see. Johnny, we didn't touch on this at all with you. What do you, how do you feel about Tom Cruise? Uh, I can take it or leave him. Okay. I mean, it's he's undeniably a, a movie star. Oh, he okay. has a screen presence. It's just he carries scenes and he does a very good job of it. It's just depending on your mileage with Tom Cruise and yeah. everything else around him was like Scientology and, mm. you know, just with having being such a huge movie star comes at like that air of arrogance and ego and sometimes that bleeds out of like the movie into your head and you're like, this guy's kind of a douchebag. Like, this guy's so full of himself. You know what I mean? He may be playing a character, yeah. but every one of those characters that he typically plays is full of himself. Yeah. For the most part. It might just be, like, the characters that he chooses all the time just happen to be, like, the not the most likable people. But, yeah. Like, I like what's the one where... Oh, that's not Tom Cruise. Oh, that, that, that's Chris O'Donnell. I'm thinking of Set of a Woman. <laughs> I like the more, like, subdued, like, like again, the weirder ones where he's sort of, like, that, where he's not, like, a hero. You yeah. know, like every a more movie. normal guy. Correct. Everyday yeah. Joe. Right. So, it's fine. I don't, it's not like, again, I don't hate him in any way. No. But, it's not like I avoid Tom Cruise movies, but, but I like the projects he picks. They're fun movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't go out of my way, typically, to go to the theater, just because it's a Tom Cruise movie. I gotta see it. Like, I have not seen any of the most recent Mission Impossibles. They're like, they're good. I think I saw one yeah. and two, and like two is the worst one. Yeah, and then just stopped going. So I was like, I'm not gonna see these anymore. And then even though I heard they picked up, I'm like, I gotta go back. I gotta watch three and four. Like, yeah, it's really all the stunts and everything. Those are the yeah. most impressive part of those movies. Yeah, but I can appreciate that he does his yeah. own stunts. Like I said, yeah, the eighty stuff is good. Uh, the color of money is good. I like that one. Mm. I've not seen Vanilla Sky. I saw Eyes Wide Shut, you know, on HBO at 11 p.m., you know, when I was yeah, a yeah. teenager or whatever. Because <laughs> the, uh, the description says what you're going to see, and it does not lie. <laughs> yeah, no, you get a lot of that. You, you see it. So, I, yeah, I think I saw that. But, like, not old enough to appreciate or understand what's going on in that movie. It's sure. just like, ooh, sex parties. Oh, I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I don't think I've seen any of his, his newer stuff. I didn't see any of his like most recent sci-fi output. Like the, I can't think of what that one the is. The War of Tomorrow, or I didn't see that one, but I heard it's really good. I saw that one. That is pretty good. Edge of Tomorrow or Live Die Repeat, whichever Correct. version yeah, the whatever. movie wants to call itself. And the other one where he's like a uh, 
I can just see him in a white space jacket with a gun. I know. I keep wanting to say Equilibrium, but that's not the name of the movie. But like it's Elysium? very... No, that's the one with that Matt either. Damon. Because that's what I keep thinking it is. That's the one with Matt Damon by the guy who did District 9. Nice. Um, so... But it's one of those, like, one-word sci-fi... Yes. Didn't sci- see that one. Yeah, okay, got it. <laughs> Whatever that one was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't see it. Yeah, he's like he's fine. He's fine. But it is it is hard to kind of take the Oprah couch jumping and the Scientology and all that stuff like out of it because you're right, he does live in this this air above the rest of society. Yeah, yeah. You see him and you're just like, who are you? Like you're a you're a cartoon. Yeah, like, I exactly. Don't, yeah, yeah, I don't get it. He's a fucking um, maniac, especially yeah. when he's not with Katie Holmes, right? Well, I mean, he hasn't been for. Years and years and years yeah. now. So. But but he loved her so much he ruined Oprah's couch. Yeah, but I mean, you know, like man's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so. so I did remember something. Okay. There was a video game, maybe for NES, a Top Gun video game. Oh, probably. And apparently, it's like impossible to land the jet. Hmm. Huh. That makes sense. Landing and, jets was always hard in like flight simulator and things like that. You got to land on the aircraft carrier. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Difficult. I think that's just like. A thing in general with any sort of like aviation that taking off is the easy part, landing is the hard yeah. part. Yeah. But then with you know with the pixelated graphics, it was not very rewarding if you can't even get it done. <laughs> right. You just keep trying to land the plane on the aircraft carrier. Yeah, but there yeah there was an NES I believe. Got it. So maybe we'll bust out the NES Classic. We'll play that later. Nice. <laughs> Once you've seen the movie, yeah. we don't want we don't want the, the no, game. no spoilers. Yeah, yeah, we don't want the eight bit pixels to spoil the movie. Maybe there's a pilot named Ducky in that video game. <laughs> maybe that's what <laughs> that's you where I got it. it. Yeah, that's that's what it is. Maybe I was thinking of Howard the Duck. Yeah. I don't know what you're thinking of. Yeah, well, I'm not even. And you're not getting that. any closer <laughs> either. <laughs> with <Howard> the Duck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to figure that out of here. Um, we'll we'll wrap things up here in a second. But Zach, anything else that you want to get out there? Any other thoughts before we sit down to watch this movie? No, let's get to it. All right, then, Zach, what do you have to say for yourself? Fine, I'll watch it. We are back. We have just finished watching 1986's Top Gun. Zach, you are our guest this week, and you are on the hot seat. So I want to know how you're feeling after watching this movie. Oh, it was fun. It was pretty well done. It was the most subdued, this was fun. I really liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard. But good. Yeah. Um, 
pleasantly surprised. I'm not over the moon about it. Okay. But then again, you know, it's not really my my type of movie. Right. No, I mean, it's first viewing, you know, it's not... Very rarely is it going to, like, knock your socks off. Something that is thought of as a classic. Yeah, I could see why it's a classic. It was well done. You know, a few things that I liked about it. So. Okay, good. Well, uh, we'll get into all the things you liked or maybe didn't like about it. Uh, but Johnny, I'll go to you next. You said you hadn't seen this in quite some time. You're actually looking forward to to seeing this with maybe some fresh perspective. Uh, how are you feeling? It's fine. <laughs> I, I I like it. It's it's a crowd pleaser. I mean, this, it's a harmless movie. There's nothing controversial about it at all. Yeah. I suppose it's kind of repetitive. Maybe just because it's the same two or three music cues. Yeah, but those cues are those cues are. They're good. <laughs> and they hit harder each time they drop. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's it's a fun movie. I think it's one of those movies that just, it did commercially so well, and the soundtrack was so good, and it's filled with beautiful people. And they, like I said, it's not controversial whatsoever. Mm-hmm. They're just, they tick so many boxes that they know the crowd would like to see that it's hard to critically hit, like, shit on this movie. Yeah, it's just a fun, like, yeah. it's a popcorn movie. It is, yeah. I mean, I think if you really just sat down and tried to, like, pick it apart, it's, like, I don't know, like I said, it, it might be, like, repetitive, or some people might say yeah. something like that, or, well, it's, or, or it's full of itself, you know what I mean? Like, the whole movie, pretty much. But yeah, once you sort of get on, get on its wavelength, it's fun. Nice. Yeah. I thought it was refreshing, actually, that nobody was framing him, they're not trying to blame him for what happened with the crash. You just see that happen so often that you're like, wait, it's unfair. It's so unfair. And then somehow against all odds, by the end of the movie, it's proven that it wasn't his fault, even though Iceman, you know, rigged something or there's always yeah. some type of evil plot that's like. Or you're so used to seeing the guy get railroaded by the system. Yeah. Of like, no, he just wants to fly. You got to let him fly. Right. It's the exact opposite of that. It's like, I don't give a shit if he's incredibly depressed that doesn't want to ever look at an airplane you get him up in the air right now (laughs) (laughs) kind of refreshing in that way because i feel like it's so played out the the unfair railroading that you're talking about Mm -hmm. and then they they have to come back against all odds and it's really improbable and then they're not suspending my disbelief so well (laughs) yeah like the act two problem is not a really a big problem whatsoever I mean, it is for him. For him. I mean, for whatever. Him. I mean, yeah, like, his friend dies, but then, died, like... died, for God's yeah. No, I know, really, but I'm saying, as far as, like, a contrived thing, a pigeonholed in, that's supposed to be, like... Like I said, he goes to court and all this other bullshit, like, that shit isn't in it. Yeah, like, this could this movie could have been a half an hour longer that fe- featured a court-martial and a hearing and, you know, some guy sitting at a, a podium being like, and here's where Maverick could have done X, Y, and Z and saved him, but he didn't. Right. There's none of that. Yeah. They're just like... Man, he's really beat up about this, naturally. Uh, we just got to get him right again, because he is the best, and right. we need to push him to be the best again. Yeah, and even Iceman is not a bad guy. I, I kind of like the fact that there's not a really bad person. Yeah, in everyone's this movie. sort of pretty nice to each other in this movie. Yeah, it's refreshing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's honestly just a competitive, it's a competitive thing. Like, that's it. It's all just a competition to be the best. No one's... Like you said, no one's trying to sabotage a plane. No one's trying to take him out beforehand. There's not like a there's not a bar brawl where Iceman and Maverick are going at it. Like it is just 
hey, I'm better than you. No, you're not. Fuck you. I'm better than you. It's like, uh, you smell. (laughs) Right, yeah. That's what the rivalry is. And it is kind of nice that it is so low stakes, as it were. That's basically, yeah, it's a good verbiage. Yeah. (laughs) It's funny because, like, flying is such high stakes. Yeah, I know. Well, that and that's the, the, like, the weird dichotomy of the movie is that the plot itself is very low stakes. Like, it's not even real with real guns and real missiles until the last... 10 minutes? Yeah. Maybe? Maybe 10 minutes? Like, it might be less than that. Like, it is really just that last dogfight is the only time that they're not just using pretend pew-pew missiles. And even those Russians weren't so bad. I can't believe I'm saying that. No, I mean, and, like, they're just there. They're silent. There's not even, like, there's not even lines of dialogue from the Russians. Like, either in the first interaction or the later one. Like, you don't hear them communicating on the radio. You don't hear them saying anything. You don't really see them. They're they're their helmets are tinted and all this other shit. Yeah, you see a couple of eyeballs yeah. at the in the second fight, but yeah, yeah, for the first part, they're almost like ghosts where they're just like like stormtroopers. Yeah, yeah, they're just very stoic and. Did that quiet. make them more or less ominous? Oh, I think it makes them more, super ominous. Yeah, more very ominous. Yeah. yeah, good, good. Especially like the <laughs> the all black plane, the all black helmet. Like they're they might as well be stealth flying a a regular non stealth plane. Now rewind for you. How is it again? Oh, it's great. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, if I if I had to point to some of the things, like, once Goose dies, uh, it does kind of slow down quite a bit to the point where I'm like, is this, is it, it feels like there's a lot left of this movie, even though there isn't. Like, it feels mm. like it it takes a long time to get from death to the last dogfight. Yeah. Even though I don't think it's very long, it just feels that way. And I can see what you're saying about like the repetitive music cues, but I love the soundtrack so much. I like both those songs are great. It just it just becomes almost like a running joke at at, yeah. at a point. It's like, which one's gonna be cued now, or you know what I mean? Yeah, are we in the danger zone, or are we taking my breath away? Exactly. Like, we, yeah. <laughs> both. I mean, in the danger zone, your breath might be taken away. Correct. Yeah. So I didn't mind either it. one works. Yeah, and it's not like a big deal, but I could definitely see if if you were like, oh, these songs are stupid. Like, can we not have? These be the cues every time uh, Kelly McGillis and Tom Cruise are on screen. Like, can we not play Take My Breath Away? Maybe just once? Just once, yeah. Yeah. And every time there's a jet. I do do like the filler music, though. Like the 80s. Oh, yeah. Slap bass, guitar solo. Shit is great. Yeah, and then you mix in some of the more the oldie stuff that, like, she's listening to at the apartment after they have Uh, dinner. Oh, Otis Redding? Yeah. Yeah. All the music in this is, is fantastic. And I could also see someone, like, if you don't care about fighter jets or any of that or don't find that cool at all like i'm not a planes you know machine war kind of guy <laughs> sure. um but even i think that's cool but if you don't get on that wavelength and oh, why are you seeing top Gun? yeah really face, yeah. but i could see even like the dog fights being repetitive because it's a lot of just like swooping through the frame and a lot of guys in cockpits going where is he where is he stop my six oh my god where is he and just like looking around yeah. in a cockpit yeah. um but the listeners can't see Adam's head movements. They were glorious. They could hear it on the mic, though. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm looking in all different directions. But but I like I think that's cool. But I could see how someone could not like that part of it. So. Well, yeah, also, there's like, just guns not going off and people getting hurt and planes going down. Like, none of that's really happening. No, it's just really, it's really just Goose and then the, the MiGs at the yeah. end. Beep, 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 gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, like, it is weird that, like, their their version of you know war games essentially like their flight combat is literally just like you get the lock on and you're dead game over and you just hear the beeps right and like that's it like there's not even like pretend like you got to pull the trigger and 
flares come out or something like there is no like paintball version of a fighter jet yeah. it's like fencing whenever you got him it's over you yeah. know what i mean <laughs> yeah once that once that beep goes off it's yeah over. correct how'd you feel about the dog fighting in this sack i mean um the planes looked great i guess that's kind of what you got to do i don't know how to shoot dog fighting better I think it's photographed really nicely, and I really like because that's one of the maybe the earliest I've seen where you have the sort of GoPro look with it attached to a plane, mm-hmm. and you have that. I think that's really cool. I did notice like some shots were like reused, copy yeah. and pasted here and there, but yeah, it, it is a little disorienting to sort of figure out what without the narration and all the sort of the talking they have to do to sort mm-hmm. of let people know, be spatially aware where everyone is. Without that dialogue, like I would, you I couldn't follow it. No, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, and I wonder because again, I don't know anything about real aerial dogfighting. Like I don't know if there is that much chatter up in the planes. Like it's possible. Like it's possible they're in constant communication with. Oh yeah, and, and I'm sure they are, and like thankfully we do hear that because, yeah. like I said, is what well, even though it's really well photographed, it is sort of like thankfully they're talking, and I understand mm-hmm. a little bit of what's transpiring up in the sky. Yeah, dude, did you, were you able to follow along well enough, Zach, with, like, because they do use a lot of jargon of, like, the the o'clocks in positioning. Like, if you don't know that, then, I like, you know, you could be lost. There were some things they said where you're just like, what did he say? Something about his, his rear? What's what's happening? Like, <laughs> they use a lot of jargon, so were you able to follow along for the most part? Yeah, you know, it, in the real-life situations, they should have had, like, a giant American flag on the American planes, <laughs> put a Russian flag on the Russian planes. And then at the uh, Top Gun Academy, they should add blue plane and red plane. <laughs> no, that's a joke. But um, <laughs> it's always great when you have to end the sentence with. But that was it, a it was a joke, yeah. <laughs> but you know, uh, it's just really tough to follow something like that. It's just a lot going on really fast. No, yeah, it, it is what it is. It's chaotic, and all the planes look alike, like you said, for the yeah. most part. I mean, the the MIGs or whatever looked a little bit different. Um, and then you had like the instructor planes that looked. A little bit different. A little different. Yeah. But yeah, it was almost like I, I noticed like the helmets like through like the glass when this when you had like a nice medium shot of the plane. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, OK, that's Goose and Maverick or yeah. that's Ice because Ice has like the blue, the light blue helmet. You could see the ass with the kiss mark. <laughs> Not quite. I'm Hollywood and I forget who Hollywood's wingman Celebrity is. and Ducky. <laughs> <laughs> OK, you want to explain that? What, Ducky? Well, everyone listened to the before part, so they should all understand that, but... The we... Ducky, yeah, but the celebrity... Oh, I mean, you yeah. you, you, Zach... were clo- you had a water bird, and you were pretty close there. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was Zach's version of Hollywood. <laughs> we were celebrity. Watching. Celebrity. Um, but your realization of when, it, when they said Goose or whatever was yeah, this, great. Like, oh, I don't even goose. think we had seen a character on screen yet. It was just the voiceover of like, all right, we got some people in the air, we've got... You know, X, Y, Z, and then we've got Maverick and Goose. <laughs> you were just like, Goose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's Goose. Oh, Goose dies. So you put it together very early on that it was Goose with the, the the death in the movie that you knew about going into that affect the actual Goose dying? Or were you were you like on edge waiting for him to die? Or did, were you even surprised when it did take place? No, the movie was engaging enough that I that I wasn't just sitting there like, okay, when's this part going to happen uh-huh. that I expect? So, yeah. I mean, even I, like, I know that he died in the movie. I forgot, like, how, I knew he was going to, like, die from the plane going down or whatever. Mm-hmm. But 
the fact that like he ejected and the glass malfunctioned and he hit like the top of the shield. That was brutal. Brutal. Yeah. And I totally forgot about that. Yeah, he like I don't know if it's he doesn't duck the right way or if his like it just didn't clear because Maverick couldn't reach it either. Because, like, Maverick gets clear totally fine. You can see him kind of, like, ducking down for the, like, bracing for impact, essentially. But, yeah, when he just thuds against that. Brutal. Windscreen. And then he, when you see him floating and his face is all bloody oh, because he yeah. cracked his skull open on an airplane. Devastating yeah. shit. Like, even now, when I know it's coming and I know what's going right. to happen. It's still just like, fuck, man, that really sucks. I know. And he's yeah. easily the most likable character in the movie, oh, yeah. too. Yeah. I must admit, though, I I was wondering, how does Tom Cruise live and this other guy dies when they're in the same plane? I was wondering that. Before you Until actually, it happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, I just explained it. One of them. <laughs> <laughs> one of them I also the watched day. it. Yeah. <laughs> you were there. Yeah, that's one thing, because you were asking if, I, if that stayed in my mind. It was mm. in the back of my mind, but. Did that have an emotional impact for you when it actually did take place? Given that it wasn't technically a surprise for you? Yeah. And that brings me to another point I wanted to make. Okay. Um, Val Kilmer's condolences, mm-hmm. Iceman. I, I really liked that scene. Yeah. I, I like the portrayal of that. Val Kilmer did a great job. Oh, what? Where he's like trying to figure out and find what he wants to say to him in the locker room? Yeah. yeah I good. think he's also trying not to cry. Like, he just keeps looking up and being like, okay, hey, I got it, I got it, okay. And you, I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, so it, it really is, that situation is so tough. What do you say? And and you can see him going through it. It's believable. Yeah, and I mean, right. they say this multiple times throughout the movies, that, like, no matter what happens when you're you're going up against these guys at Top Gun Academy, uh, which I guess we could clarify, is, like, the school for the best of the best. Like, there's an opening thing right there to start the movie. Like, tells you what Top Gun is, frames the whole thing. But they say, like, no matter what happens here, no matter how competitive you guys get, no, how, no matter how much you hate each other, like, we're on the same side. Right. Like, we're all on the same team. And that is portrayed very well by Iceman in that moment. Because every other interaction they have is good-natured ribbing and flat out, I don't like you. You're dangerous. I hate you. Stop flying planes. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Everyone plays pretty nice in the sandbox in this movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was reminding me of uh, Men in Black. You are the best of the best of the best. And then it's like, why are you here? And the guy's like, sir, we are the best of the best of the best, sir. (laughs) (laughs) And Will Smith, Will Smith gets up and he's like, really, really? (laughs) Sorry about that awkward uh, diversion. It's fine. Happens all the time. That's the nature of conversation. Were you you upset this wasn't like an outright like war movie? Because I think before we started... When we started, yeah. the before, <laughs> you had mentioned that you wanted this to be war in nature. Yeah, you know, it, it might have been more my type of movie, if it was. But, you know, it is a classic. There were certain things about it where I, where I was like, okay, that's instant classic for me, and I just watched it. So I get it. Mm-hmm. Can we go back to early in the film? Yeah, you can do whatever you want. This upside down middle finger and taking a Polaroid? It's a boss move. I, yeah, but come on. Like, I want to know. <laughs> no, I mean, listen, that's probably the most ridiculous part of the movie, if I had to think about it. Yeah, and they do frankly, it right out of the gate. Everything in that plane is put there for a reason, and that's the only shit that should be in the plane. 
They're not going to allow you to bring a fucking camera. Yeah, this guy's like waving a Pez dispenser like, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is a silly part of the movie, but it's also, it just shows how brazen and ridiculous Tom Cruise's character and is. And how good. Yeah, and how good he is, yeah. But, but I, you know, I said this before we started. I was like, it's got to be believable. I, I want to look that up. Is it possible? In my my gut feeling, my just my logical brain tells me, no, that's not possible. I mean, it's definitely possible I mean, yeah, to fly you see, upside down. Yeah, you so, see yeah, like the, the blue, the, what do they call them, the blue angels or yeah. whatever they are? Yeah. yeah. They fly fucking real close to each other. They're maniacs. Yeah. I, and I think it's one of those things, too, where if it was just one-on-one, obviously no way he's pulling off that maneuver. But when that MIG is so hyper-focused, on the person in front, I feel like he's not looking. And who expects the guy to come from above and, like, drop down on you? Like they, Upside down. Yeah, they had no idea where he was. So the fact that you're able to kind of, like, sneak up on them almost because they're so laser-focused. Because I don't remember. Were, did they have missile lock on at the moment? And they were just, like, waiting to fire, right? So I think, like, he's just like, all right, I just need one false move and I'm blowing him away. I'm staring right at the plane in front of me forgetting what's going on around yeah, he's you. just taunting yeah. at that point yeah but you hit like a like a tiny bit of turbulence and the the glasses collide the, the glass on both jets yeah i suppose I mean, if you want to dig into it well it's not a smart move so if you're no, trying yeah. to yeah, yeah, yeah. being a smart move i'm not no one here is arguing are you that. saying <laughs> maverick is a dangerous flyer <laughs> <laughs> yeah but he can be my wingman any day yep yeah and i think that's it's really just and i'm sure there's a ton of think pieces and i haven't tried to read them or watch them but i'm i guarantee you there's a million naval aviators and fighter pilots that like have a youtube channel where they're like all right we're discussing top gun here yeah and, 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 and well, i'll say is if it gives it any credence whatsoever my dad is a fan of the movie and you know how crazy my dad is with aeronautics and films yeah i'd like to i'd like to hear his take on that one maneuver there like he couldn't get pat he couldn't get to the end of gone 60 seconds with that fucking helicopter flying over la at like five feet <laughs> off the ground he's like i can't do it anymore <laughs> It's like, you got to observe the yeah. hard deck. So. <laughs> the hard deck rules. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think it's just over the top. Like, if that is a real maneuver that someone could pull off, I mean, I'll power to him, I guess. Yeah. But it's really just meant to show you that this dude is brazen, he's good, and he's willing to do whatever the fuck he wants. Right. Yeah. So, I think it does a good job of that. Yeah. I mean, it sets the stage yeah. pretty well for... I'm going to fly by. I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. I'm going to go below the heart. Like, I'm just going to... Yeah. I'm going to command that aircraft to the best that I can and do whatever I need to do. Did you notice the shot was so close? It was just like the windshields of both planes. Uh, I also know that, like, it was, like, cropped. Like, like it wasn't, yeah. like, shot. That wasn't in camera. Like, they did they took two planes and, like, flipped them or they did some sort of yeah. trickery where everything else in the, the movie looked... Like, it was completely in camera and nothing was augmented, really. And I feel like it was. I feel like the rest of the movie was legit. So I'm like, you're going to do this one unbelievable thing and you're going to do it that early and risk your credibility? Well, you get it out of the way. Rather than that being... Because imagine they pull that maneuver at the end. You're going to be like, oh, you had all this realistic flying this whole movie. And then you're going to show me this goofball? Like, get out of here. (laughs) Look at this goofball. (laughs) Flipping upside down and giving them the bird. Doing, uh, what was it, diplomatic relations. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Foreign affairs. Oh, man. Goose, when, when he's like, he gives him the finger. And the Charlie's like, I know what the finger is. He's like, I'm so sorry. I hate when we do this. <laughs> <laughs> so f- fast forward for me, a classic scene is after she calls him out in class. Yeah. And then he's revving up his bike and yeah. he's like, I can't hear you. That's pretty classic. 
He takes off. She gets in her vehicle. It is a awesome car too chases him down or something Mm -hmm. almost causes an accident and then she like skids to a halt behind him and he's like are you crazy you call me dangerous i thought that was a pretty classic scene really like that followed up by another incredible scene (laughs) but um but i just wanted to fill, fill you guys in i needed to know this so i looked it up his bike is a kawasaki ninja zx 900 okay super cool and her vehicle any guesses not a, no. Just a random guess. Of, I thought it was an MG, but it's a little bigger for an MG. Okay, good, good. I like the one guess. Um, <laughs> it's a it's a 1958 Porsche Speedster. It looked like a Speedster. Yeah. <laughs> it was Speedstering around, all right. Okay, so she gets in that car, and I was like, Cruella DeVille. Yeah. <laughs> the way she was driving. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, She was catching air going uphill. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. Reckless lady. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but for love. Yeah, she had fallen for him. Love makes you do crazy things. Couldn't admit it in class. Okay, and Tough then... love. Yeah. Okay, that's where I'm going. <laughs> okay. You're not going to the danger zone, you're going to the bedroom. Oh my gosh, that sex scene uh, is fondly named Silhouette Tongue. Mm. And that Silhouette Tongue, like there's no nudity, right, in that scene? No. no. But it is hotter than most sex scenes. <laughs> yeah, where you see like a lot more shit happening. Yeah. yeah. The silhouette tongue did it. <laughs> yeah, and that silhouette tongue is in a PG movie. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That was a hot scene. <laughs> wait, 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 can we describe to the audience what you were doing? You were eating popcorn with the right hand. You said, my right hand's too busy right now, so I'm writing with my left. <laughs> I had to look up, because I was watching the movie, you're like, oh, I gotta write with my left hand here. And I was like, excuse me. <laughs> you are not at home, sir. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not looking at the pad, because I don't want to miss any part of this scene. <laughs> so I'm not looking at the pad while I'm writing. And I'm writing with my left hand because my right hand has popcorn in it. <laughs> so, it had popcorn so it lo- it looks really um, it's pretty bad penmanship, but I wrote silhouette tongue. <laughs> it's a good thing no one sees your notes yeah. on this uh, audio medium. Yeah, it's a good thing I could translate what the yeah. hell I wrote. It is a little gratuitous the tongue because for a movie that's pretty classy all the way through, yeah. it gets pretty gnarly for like. 20 seconds. Yeah. They just got to show how the animalistic passion these two have for each other. Dang, it's great. Yeah. Hot. Yeah. Hot stuff. When Bridget comes back, we'll have to get her thoughts on the volleyball scene. Oh, yeah. Because I... that's jeans? Yeah. Had you ever seen the volleyball scene before? You're a volleyball guy. I am. uh, But uh, playing beach volleyball in a hot climate. What what is it? uh, San Diego? It's like Southern California. Miramar? Miramar, yeah. yeah. Freaking... That's crazy, playing with jeans on, and then he goes on a date afterwards. Yeah. He puts on his leather jacket. Yeah. And goes on a date. Yeah, but he's got the he's got the wind blowing through his hair on his Kawasaki Ninja. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's cooling him off a little bit. You know. I feel like for I feel like for all like the showers that happen in this movie or people showering that like they are immediately sweaty afterwards. Everyone is sweating in this movie. Oh yeah. All the time. Yeah. Perspired. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I feel bad for the dudes in the boat because every time they cut back to them, where he's just like staring at the radar and it's just sweat yeah. pouring yeah. down. There's just it's just a lot of abs, a yeah. lot of pecs, and just sweat. Everywhere. How is the testosterone level for you? Uh, appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> That's I mean, an acceptable answer. Yeah. Yeah. I like like uh, if we're talking about like a testosterone driven thing. I like Beowulf. 
That's my level. Okay. You mean like 300 almost? Sure, but Beowulf is like... I'd be hard-pressed to find someone more badass than Beowulf. And these guys are very cool, but uh, they're not in that realm. Yeah, they're not slicing people's heads off and yeah. killing fucking... Yeah. The, yeah, but this is the 80s now, not the yeah. 1300s or whatever. And that, <laughs> that was the 80s version of muscle buffed out. Yeah. Just nowadays, nowadays, it's ridiculous. Nowadays, it's like John Cena and The Rock. Yeah, everybody's got to be 6'5 and... You know, 275 of muscle. Yeah, not an ounce of fat, but 275 pounds. Yeah, these guys are just toned. They're not, like, jacked or anything. Yeah, yeah which yeah. is appropriate. Well, because they're regular dudes <laughs> who go to the bar at night slamming shots and... And uh, Budweiser's and shit, yeah. Singing, you've lost that love and feel it. No, it was good. It was an acceptable amount of testosterone. All right, good. Well, what's the word I used? Was it acceptable? Appropriate, I think. Appropriate. It's an appropriate, an appropriate yeah. amount. Appropriate yeah. amount of testosterone. <laughs> Did anything jump out at you that you had uh, known about beforehand as you were watching? We're like, oh, that's what this is from. Um, the high five. I've oh, seen I've oh, seen tarmac, gifts of yeah. the high the, five. The Need for Speed one. Yeah, yeah. I don't actually know the quote, but but I've seen the. Oh, you never heard that quote before. I've seen the high five. I don't know. Maybe. We're talking about I've got the need the need for speed. Yeah. Did the did the game come from that the racing game? No, no. That's cars, not planes. Well, so yeah. So then I don't know if I've heard that referenced. I mean, it's a clip that's just been in popular culture everywhere. Like, yeah. it just if I, I don't know, if it was a Paramount that did this? If you ever saw like a Paramount, get this on DVD. Get our all our whole all our movies on DVD now. Like, it, it, that would have been a clip they threw in yeah. there or something. Yeah, or I mean, who knows? The sound bites probably played on every morning zoo radio DJ, like talking about traffic or something. Yeah, just, yeah. So I wasn't sure if something like that would stand out to you or not. Yeah, the high five is intense, though. It's like, are you guys trying to hurt each other? That went beyond an appropriate level of testosterone. (laughs) It's too much? Like, the high five is supposed to be a friendly thing. Too over the top? Yeah. I I think they missed, too. No, they didn't miss. They didn't miss? They don't miss. We got to go back and watch it in slow motion. (laughs) I want to see the replay. Of the tongue? (laughs) Well, yeah. He just wants that part. We know what he wants. (laughs) What about the uh, the singing in the bar? I feel like that's a pretty classic moment from this movie as well. The singing you've lost that love and feeling at the beginning. Have you seen that before? No, I sort of prefer um, uh, goodness gracious, great balls of fire. That was a good other music. I like moment that too. Yeah, not as iconic as the you've lost that love and feeling, but pretty good. Yeah, let me see. Oh, oh, I did like how everyone was singing that to her. Um, maybe you guys could help me do do that sometime. Sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got it. 20 bucks is on the line, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm brazen enough to follow a girl into the ladies' room, though. No, that's not brazen. That's bad. Yeah, it's bad, <laughs> bad, yeah. It's bad. Well, I don't know. It nowadays. used to be brazen. Now it's bad. Yeah. Well, it was bad then, too, but they called it brazen. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. called it the water closet back yeah. then. But still, don't, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> And the flirting went well before that happened. It's not like she was like, "Ew, get away from me." He's like, "No, I got this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna threaten to fuck her on this counter." Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, flirt with her to fuck on this counter. <laughs> yeah, and he tested it, and he was okay with it. And I was like, uh, "Listen, little... I mean, the dude's like five five, and he has no fat on him because we've seen how, how ripped and he'll make it work. Sweaty it is. It's gonna be fine." Yeah. All right. And the bet was they had to do it on the premises, so. And then also, their their sex isn't that rough. It's just a lot of tongue. 
Well, we don't see what happens <laughs> after the tongue. They, they cut to the next morning. Okay. Outside of the uh, the silhouette tongue, how did you feel about the the romance subplot? Did you buy their relationship? Did you like or dislike the amount of screen time it got? I thought it was an appropriate level. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it really was. It just fit into this, you know, um, it's like a universally acceptable, um, it's like an audience-friendly mm-hmm. balance of everything. Yeah. There's something for everyone in the family. So again, you know, my, my niche is somewhere that's not where the mass majority of people are. But I could see this being appealing to the most people. You know, like a like a it big check, It checks a lot of boxes. Yeah. It's it's a safe movie. Mm-hmm. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, and it makes, uh, you know, military piloting. Oh, yeah. Like there were people who like rushed out after seeing this movie in the 80s and just signed up for the Air Force and all sorts of shit. Well, that's because it's not just a job. It's an adventure. It's an adventure, yeah. <laughs> It did paint paint it in a pretty uh, good light, except for the fact that while these guys are training, even though they did nothing wrong, you could die. Yeah. I mean, it's the fact that they were able to show that, because like I said, the military has like, fi- not final say per se, but like they had input on this movie to where script changes were made to accommodate what the Navy wanted. It's amazing that you could get through a plane malfunction casualty. Because you'd think they'd be like, no, 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 whoa, we don't, nobody dies in our planes. Are you kidding? Like, yeah. Everything? No, 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 it's fine. Nobody's ever died ever in a plane. Especially not stateside during a drill. Yeah, exactly. During routine training, during not an active conflict. Yeah. Right. Um, so, it, I mean, I guess props to him for showing that, like, yeah, it's, it does look really cool. And you could be a badass fighter pilot, but, like, it's still dangerous. I mean, right. Not just Goose either. You've got a uh, cougar at the beginning who just loses it yeah. because he was this close to dying. Like He had missile lock on him. All it would have taken is a slip of the finger from that Russian pilot to shoot down a, a U.S. fighter jet. And he would have died and you know not been able to go home to his wife and his son who he said he hadn't seen yet. Mm. So, like, I think the movie does a pretty good job of showing you that, like, yeah, you can be badass and it can be cool. But remember, this is this is some dangerous shit, and it's not for everybody. Yeah, it's interesting how the the Russian pilots weren't willing to start a war in the beginning, but you know when it came to the end, when that ship had drifted into their territory, they were willing to like shoot yeah. shoot down American Engage. planes. Yeah. Well, I think because in the beginning, and I I don't know the lines. All we're given is Indian Ocean uh, for a location, but I have to assume it's one of those things where. At the beginning, the MiGs were in international waters or in what to them is enemy airspace. And the American pilots are in safe airspace. Where in the, at the end, the Americans are crossing into enemy airspace. Okay, yeah. And the MiGs are therefore defending themselves. So for them to shoot down a plane, which again, we hear they denied taking yeah. place. For them to, to, to want to do that, they'd at least have that backing of, well, you flew into our airspace. Like, I understand you were trying to get your ship or whatever, but why was your ship in our waters? Your ship's in our waters. You're in our airspace with your fighter jets. We're protecting ourselves. So that's why we shot you down. Whereas I think the roles were yeah, reversed. In the that makes sense. But does it still you know, shows that, hey, the, the Russian pilots were good too, and shit gets real. Yeah. Russians denying shit, huh? That's weird. <laughs> 
Well, they lost. They lost the little skirmish because they went in with six and left with two, where the U.S. went with three and came back with two. So yeah, you know, you don't want to admit that you got your butt spanked by a, a guy with PTSD. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> pretty severe PTSD. Immediately after the incident that caused it. Now, you had talked about when you were watching this, Zach, that you thought that he should have gone through some psychological evaluations or yeah, he like a to debrief see a counselor. kind of thing. Do, do you wish that there was a scene in the movie that did that? Or is this one of those things where you just, I assume he, somebody talked to him and they cleared him psychologically? It, well, we, we you, you don't need to waste time mm-hmm. on it, but it would be nice to address that just for the people who are concerned and for the realism of it. You know, I'm actually surprised that the military didn't want to say, well, well, if if this happens, we would... we take care of you. Yeah, we'd be concerned about the yeah. well-being. I think part of that is probably just the difference between the discussion of mental health in 1986 versus 2022. Yeah. Where, like, nowadays, you probably would put in a scene that's just like, hey, we need to talk to you. You know, the way that they do in some cop movies where, like, you shoot your gun, you got to go talk to the counselor. You know, we got to make sure that you're okay because you just did something most people don't do. Right, or the discussion of concussions with football now. So. Yeah, exactly. So I think I think it could have it could have been included, but I think there was no place for it back then, and I think that might have also veered into a little bit of what you didn't want to see, which was the cliche of "you're not fit to fly," because that definitely would have been the evaluation had he talked to somebody, because he clearly wasn't fit until he was. Yep. Until he was pressed and he rose to the occasion. Mm-hmm. Out of necessity. <laughs> but even I, then he had his little freak out because he disengaged before re-engaging again. So he even was unsure of himself in the air, even at the very end. Yeah. I mean, they may they may very well have shot that. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, the studio was like, this is going to fuck up the rhythm of the movie. We're trying to hit a certain running time. And this is really not needed. Yeah, so. it's just a shade under two hours. So they had room to work with, but I do think it would have probably veered into that. We're keeping you down. We're keeping you grounded territory, which is, we all agree, is not something that we wanted to see in this movie. Yeah. I, I'm actually surprised that it's just under two hours. I guess I wasn't really paying attention to that and trying to guess how long it was, but definitely not a bad thing that I didn't notice it being long. I think it's the perfect length for this type of movie. Mm-hmm. Again, it's not overly dramatic. There's not things that just propel it to the two and a half hours, or there's not this big, this huge issue in the movie. So, I mean, again, the small one is the death. Yeah. And the fallout from and it. And the fallout, yeah. You know, a half an hour maybe of the movie. Right. Including that final dogfight in that, where he rises to the occasion. Uh, but it also, because it doesn't have a big villain or a big conflict, it also doesn't need a lot of wrap-up either. It's kind of like the ending of A New Hope, where it's just like, they accomplish the mission, they land, everyone hugs them right next to their planes, and then they go get the girl slash medals. Like, right. That's really it. It's just, all right, now I'm done and I can go anywhere I want and I'm going to go, and the girl's going to get me with the jukebox music. <laughs> <laughs> I did like those close flybys at high speed. Mm. So what do they say when he requests permission? No, they say like the pattern's full or something like that. Basically being like, no, just land your fucking plane. Don't, don't goof around. <laughs> yeah. It's an interesting concept to me, like requesting a flyby. Is that, I guess we don't know, but if, is that something that's done? Is that like a thing? And I could be. Yeah. I have yeah. no idea. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not into military aviation enough to know. 
it does seem super unsafe that you're just flying super close by <laughs> these yeah regular buildings with people in, inside of them and underneath you like pretty low and fast so it's probably just a safety thing He's but i've proven how good he is yeah yeah i don't know why anyone would be like permission granted go, go ahead yeah <laughs> yeah because you're not going to be able to warn everybody like jumpy coffee guys might not be there to hear that you've right. granted permission to do a flyover they may never grant that permission it may just be one of those things where he says it as a goof and they're like no no dude just don't and then he's like i'm gonna do it anyway yeah it just seems like a celebratory mission accomplished if nothing's going on on the fucking airport go ahead yeah but beyond that it's seems pretty silly yeah because even on the aircraft carrier all those guys that are there on the the runway essentially could jump up and celebrate like yeah like there's our guy he's flying past us that's cool as opposed to like all right get back to work land a plane mm. you know like it gives you a moment to revel in it i guess but yeah i don't know how realistic that that is because i think for the most part they can't when they go out there they're just burning money military money oh yeah so like they have to do exactly what they're supposed to do fly and then get back so i think they just allow them hey can i just goof off for like a second you know what i mean essentially so can we spend a million dollars worth of gas goofing off yeah basically yeah <laughs> it's like you're driving a company car and you ask your boss if it's okay to do a couple donuts in the parking lot. Yeah, basically like, yeah no, no don't just park in the spot <laughs> get in the garage i'm yeah. done no donuts please do you have a preference of which dog fight was your favorite like it probably the final one right hmm. i mean that makes sense it's the it's the most action-packed of them but I, you know, they they all have their moments. Like the fact that Maverick loses one of them. You know, he's not perfect the whole way through when he gets taken out by Viper and, and Jester. Even the first fight against Jester, where you're like, oh shit, like is he gonna get him? And then he does, but he breaks the rules. You know, so like there's each of them have kind of like their moments, and he really builds up to that final one of him succeeding in a real world scenario when everything else has been pretend. Yeah, wasn't Jester being cheap by going under the? I mean, yeah. He was probably. like, I'm going to hide because you got me. Yeah, it was basically like, you're, <laughs> you're going to get me. I'm going to go below. But I mean, I feel like maybe that's what you would do in a real world situation of you hope that the other guy isn't going to break in. Because I'm assuming the hard deck in this movie isn't made up for no reason in training. Like, it's probably a rule of engagement in war anyway of like, don't engage another plane below 10,000 feet because now civilians and cities could be at risk if you do that so don't do that and everyone just kind of agrees on it so hmm. it could be that too i i honestly have no idea how was tom cruise for you in this we started to talk about this um i said you know good for him <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah being a small guy and making it as big as he has yeah um but i don't know if i get it you know i look at him and i'm not enamored even in this movie I feel like this is the the easiest one to be like a likable. He's just because again, it's not it's it's safe. You know, he's not doing anything wrong per se. He's just brash. He's just a charming guy. I don't know. Yeah, I you know he's likable, but I don't have the hots for him. I mean, that's, okay. Yeah, that's fair. You don't Preference? Do yeah. people? <laughs> they sure. do. Okay. And I'm sure in this movie in particular. Yeah. Well, that's like, he's shirtless and sweaty an awful lot. Like, yeah. Multiple shower scenes. Right. <laughs> I'm sure there are some people out there who wish that it was his silhouetted tongue on theirs. You know? Yeah, yeah. I'm happy for him. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have any particular favorite uh, secondary characters? Any of the other pilots uh, stand no, out to you? No, we didn't address Mig Ryan. No, we didn't address Mig Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that. 
Yeah, it was funny because you saw her name in the credits, and then you were like, where's Meg Ryan? Thinking that, like, she was going to be, like, the main love interest or whatever. I'm like, don't worry about it. Like, she's going to show up any minute now. It's 1986. She's not as big as you think she is. And then, like, 30 seconds later was when she shows up. (laughs) Yep, she's got this bubbly personality. Yeah. Yeah. Southern charm. Seems like she had a uh, pretty thick southern accent. I like Tim Robbins just because I like Tim Robbins. Yeah, he's not in it a ton, but he is, uh, you know, he's Maverick's uh, second for the big fight, so... Uh, Val Kilmer did a great job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you mentioned that before. Yeah, Han- he's I mean, he's great in everything. He's a handsome guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. More brolic than Tom Cruise. Okay. Just a bigger dude. Mm-hmm. Yep. What'd you think of Goose, Anthony Edwards? He's fine. I like him a lot in this movie. He's a likable character. I mean, he's my yeah. favorite one in the movie. Yeah. I, I don't mean, really know the guy as an actor. No, but I just mean in this in this movie. It's re- this in ER. It's really all I know him from. <laughs> Yeah, what else did he go on to do, like, outside of just ER? Like, Well, he was on ER for, like, ten years or something, right. like, I think. Like, any movies or what? Uh, yeah, bit parts here and there, I think. Let me uh, pull it up. I mean, but you've got you got a lot of other people showing up in this. I like Tom Skerritt in this movie. You know, He's Viper, the, the head uh, instructor. Yeah. And um, Michael Ironside is, is good, too. Jester? Jester, yeah. Yeah, he was good. And you got Marty McFly's principal in here, too. Yeah, he's great. He has, he has my favorite line, which I... Don't recall ever hearing before of, I'm going to bust you down so fast, you're going to be flying a cargo ship full of fake Chinese poop uh, <laughs> from Hong Kong or whatever. Dog shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Rubber dog shit. Yeah, rubber dog shit. Yeah, cargo plane full of rubber dog shit. All right. So back to Anthony Edwards real quick. Before this was Revenge of the Nerds. Okay. So he is the the big nerd in Revenge of the Nerds. He was in Zodiac. That's oh. his that's his fourth known for. Uh, I have not seen that movie, so I don't know how prevalent uh, he is in it, but yeah, you got Revenge of the Nerds sequels, Pet Cemetery 2, not a ton of stuff. Got it. You know, little things here and there. He's probably, you know, a side character in a lot of things until ER, which he was on from looks like 94 to 2002, give or take in that range. Got so it. yeah, like eight, eight years, which like- is a long time to be doing TV. Doesn't really give you a ton of time to do a lot of other stuff. I like that uh, Pet Cemetery too. <laughs> I know That's you good. would, yeah. No, but you know he did he did a a great job, a likable character like he was supposed to be, mm-hmm. especially playing the piano in that bar. Yeah, he, I he, think that's where he shines when when he sang with him uh, to mm-hmm. woo the girl originally, and when he's singing in the playing the piano. Yeah, the film affords him plenty of opportunities to be like the most likable character in the movie because he's the one who dies. <laughs> They yeah. want you to feel really bad about this guy's death, so he gets a lot of opportunities to make you uh, smile. I did like the scene where where he had to be like, he had to challenge Maverick and be like, "Dude, this is my future. I got to take care of my family. You can't get us kicked out of here." Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, so he gets that heartfelt moment of being like, "I'm nervous now with you up there because you're you, you're being kind of reckless, and this is like I have a family. I need I need this." Yeah. yeah. I can't go to, what is it, like, the truck driving school? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you ever know over that truck driving school? I forget what it was called, but it was something funny. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's weird that he's, like, he's kind of the comic relief in this movie. Not that there's a ton of it, but, like, most of his lines I got a pretty good hearty laugh from me, at least. Yeah. And even in his hearty laugh in the movie was pretty funny. Oh, right, yeah. Where they were like, Iceman says some crack, yeah. and he just laughs. Oh, the, uh. The second place trophy wall is in the ladies' room. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And the way he just laughs is just, it's great. It's just funny. And then he points back at the thing. He goes, two O's and goose. <laughs> <laughs> How many U's and ducky? <laughs> I don't know. I'll have to check the IMDb on a completely different movie. <laughs> no ducky here. So you've seen this movie now. Immediately on the horizon is a Top Gun sequel. Now, this is something I don't think anybody really asked for. This movie seems like it is one that could stand on its own and never needed a sequel. Do you have any interest in seeing the follow-up 30 years on? I'll consider it. So this isn't a remake. No, this is a sequel. Interesting. Top Gun Maverick. Maverick, yes. Well, you know, especially if there's uh, higher stakes, if it's wartime now. Well, yeah, that's the other thing. We don't know. We obviously haven't seen it. We're not currently in an active military campaign with the need for such things, but the the world's a powder keg, so... Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. you could easily shoehorn something like that in. I don't know what it's going to be about. I'm assuming the Top Gun school has some play into it. I mean, I've seen all the trailers and I've seen some clips and stuff, so I don't want to give too much of what I do know away. We can say that if we cover that, but... Are you at least like, yeah, okay. Because like, I'm assuming you've seen some trailers as well. Like you go to the movies, you watch TV. I don't TV. like trailers. But have you seen the trailers? <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. And I and if I do go into it, it might be nice not to see trailers. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah. figured like they're everywhere right now mm. because this movie's been coming out for three years at this point. Um, so I figured at some point you would have seen the Super Bowl commercial or the commercial that aired during a million different sports or gone to the movies yourself and seen it ahead of yeah hopefully they don't reveal too much i don't remember i think i saw one trailer and it looked really cool yeah and the other trailers are very similar i just saw something in imax though so they had like a clip from it but it was just like a montage so didn't really give much of anything away but yeah but this at least piqued your interest enough to maybe consider it rather than just being like i don't like this movie i don't want to see more from it yeah that's fair okay how do you feel about the sequel, Johnny? I mean, we can cover this more if we if we do the movie, which I don't know that we've necessarily decided on. No, I think what excites me the most is what the capabilities are now of filmmaking and how you can sort of capture mm-hmm. the, uh, the the aerial stunts and everything. That's what excites me the most. I'm not expecting anything crazy about the story in this new one. If anything, they're probably going to go with what works or what worked last time mm-hmm. and maybe retread some plot points and this and that. And I'm not going to completely fault them for that because that's what worked. Yeah. And I think most people came to see Tom Cruise smile and then a bunch of planes mm-hmm. fly in the sky. Mm-hmm. And they're going to get a bunch of that. <laughs> I would like uh, like, a, like a Dunkirk. Uh, this, again, they're, they're touting that they shot it in IMAX, that they did all this stuff in camera, that they put these crazy actors actually in the planes or whatever. So Tom Cruise wanted to fly one of them, and they're like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Good for him, though. I don't know how many hours you think you can do in the simulator right. for where, to where we're going to feel comfortable letting... 58-year-old Tom Cruise fly an F-14 or a stealth bomber or whatever, but no. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, listen, everything in this, the original Top Gun, as far as the aerial fights, looked great. Obviously, when you cut to the pilots inside, it's very much they're in the projection screen or there's a green screen or something going on where the believability sort of falls, but the actors sell it and that the editing is so chaotic that it just sort of, it finds its rhythm and you just buy it yeah where the things that i have seen in the new one the trailer it looks like they are flying in the plane like it looks way more believable 
it's not like this green screen situation, or it might be like that the volume or whatever that the new thing is for filming. Yeah, like they do with I mean, the Mandalorian. Yeah, exactly. Because like rear projection or the evolution of that is now infinitely better than it was in 1986. Yeah. Like you said, the Mandalorian. And I was surprised to even see because I saw the Batman recently. They did a whole bunch of that with mm-hmm. the volume. And I, Zach, I'm not sure if you know what I mean by that, but it's essentially they have like this big 360 room or maybe a complete 360 but it's all led walls so they can put anything up on the wall whatever they want in real time instead of like having just a green screen and like doing something in post-production yeah so the lighting is all more realistic and the actors can like look at things that are off in the distance as a and see it as opposed to just being like Look, I'm looking on the horizon at that creature. They're like, no, we see the creature. It's right over there above that yeah. dune or whatever. And that's half the reason why like, a lot of green screen stuff looks bad because the lighting never matches what you mm-hmm. would see in the background. It's always like that. It looks out of place. It looks like this person is copy pasted yeah. into this background where like this thing with the volume, the light emitting from the actual the screens themselves, the environment is on the actor's faces and everything. So it looks way more believable. And I was again shocked to find so much it was used in the Batman, but that's a sidebar conversation. Yeah, I don't know. And it'll be, I mean, whether this next movie is good or not, I would be very much interested to see whatever making of. Oh, the making of 100%. That will come yeah. out with it because it will be some pretty amazing stuff, assuming that they've done everything that they've touted at this point. So. Right. So, again, like you said, no one asked for it, but like, again, no one asked for Blade Runner 2049. No, and that was great. And that was great. Yeah. Agreed. So, we'll see what they do with it. Yeah. I mean, it's always tough with the sequels 30 years on. Zach, any other final thoughts? Anything else that you want to discuss about this movie? Any favorite lines? Anything that really stood out to you that you're going to you know, go home and think about? Besides the silhouette talk? Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, uh, I, to- I told you the classic scene uh, with revving up the bike. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then her chasing him down. I like that. I don't know. There weren't really lines that made me laugh out loud or anything. No, it's also not that type of movie. Yeah. I mean, there's some hearty chuckles, at least for me, but I also knew they were coming and I like, I was anticipating them like, oh, he's going to say the thing. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> yeah. They're just, they're goofy lines and you laugh at them more because it's just ridiculous, whatever they're saying. Not so much that like his joke landed. In, no. In the, in the ra- just, yeah. They have charisma. Okay, correct. And it, yeah. and it comes across, you yeah. know? It's not just Tom Cruise with the charisma like Goose has it. Uh, I always love Iceman's little chomp when they first when they're in the locker room. Oh yeah, like yeah, the yeah. very first day where he's like get in my face and Iceman does like that bite to him. Yeah, that's always that's always just funny, but also like I mean, it's kind of goofy. Like they're just they're goofy. Right. I know. Yeah, like, all, like I like all the shots of like the guy like the the moves that the the dance moves you guys are doing on the volleyball court. The the, the taunting they do is so oh, yeah. good. Yeah, that one dude strikes the like one with spider. Is it not spider? Whatever is it? Slider. Yeah. Awesome. Love it. Yeah. Yeah, and Tom Cruise playing volleyball in jeans on the beach is never not going to be silly. <laughs> it's so silly. Yeah. I can see why a lot of people like it. You know why? Why people still remember it? You mm-hmm. know. Do you why think this a is classic? a movie that you'll watch again? Like, do you think this will get added into? I a wouldn't rotation seek it out. You? Okay. Because there's nothing like. Uh, well, no, there's replay value for you. There, there's one thing that's replay yeah. value. <laughs> sure, you find that on uh, on YouTube. I'm sure there's like a ten hour cut of it on YouTube that just plays just, over and over and over. Tongues flapping. Basically, yeah. <laughs> but that's that's rare that I do find a movie that I want to seek out and watch again. So it's not to take away. Well, I mean, yeah, like a lot of the horror movies that we watch, we watch plenty of ones that we've seen 
like Candyman, we watch like, yeah. over and over, over and over. Yeah. Halloween, we'll watch over and over until we die. And I'm big on sci-fi. I get a lo- I get a lot of uh, no. There might be UFOs from the fucking yeah. Maverick one. I don't yeah, know. Who don't knows? Know. But yeah, so for a movie grounded in reality, not bad. Yeah. Do you think you would have preferred it had it been more sci-fi with like fake planes and like oh this is the it's 2082 and we we have we have to teach people dogfighting again because computers well, a, are haywire. Like Starship Troopers. Oh well, that's pretty fucking cool. Well, it's, that's it, that's about as close as it gets to a sci-fi Top Gun. I mean, they took a slice of that fucking movie and put it in that one. Yeah, yeah. it reminded me a little bit, honestly, of Vision Quest. Hmm. And just that '80s vibe of like working hard and at your trade. And I have that soundtrack on vinyl downstairs too. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. That soundtrack bumps. Dude, it's all <laughs> it's all '80s bangers. It's so good. <laughs> cool. Well, I'll do it then. For this week's episode of Fine, I'll Watch It. Remember, you can find every episode of Fine, I'll Watch It every Thursday morning on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, and Spotify. Remember, you can rate and review this show in Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So if you could give us five stars, that would be greatly appreciated. Uh, and tell a friend if you like the show. If they uh, if we do any cover any movies that you know someone else likes, go ahead and send a link their way on any of their favorite podcast platforms. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pods. So let us know what you think of Top Gun. What do you think of Tom Cruise? Are you looking forward to Top Gun Maverick? Let us know on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pods. Uh, like I said, I don't know if we'll do Top Gun Maverick. I know we'll at least see it. So maybe we'll sneak in our thoughts if we don't do a full episode on it at the very least. Uh, but Zach, I want to thank you for coming back here. If we do Top Gun Maverick, we'll maybe bring you along to the theater just in case. Sweet. Um, but... I appreciate you coming back. We'll get you on soon. I know we have to finish off the uh, the fourth indie movie. <laughs> so maybe we'll get you and Eddie back in here for that. And then, you know, horror movie season's right around the corner. So I'm sure we'll get you back in for something later this year as well. Nice. Thanks for having me, boys. Yeah, no problem. But, uh, but once again, for fine, I'll watch it. My name is Adam. I'm Johnny. And thanks so much for listening.